What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Voices of the Black and Gold. I'm Nick, your host. Today, I got Alan, hashtag Alan Takes. We have him oh, joining yeah. us today. This is a big move, a big moment for Voices of the Black and Gold. For you that don't, that don't know, Alan does most of our video stuff for us, helps us out a lot on the background. And today, he finally gets to join us, which we are super stoked about. As always, have Eric, and then we have Justin joining us too. What's up, Alan? How's it going, man? Glad to have you with us. Hey man, thanks for inviting me. You know, look, I know you're always in the chat. You always have a lot. You're very smart on the football, but we haven't been able to get you in here. So I'm glad that you're able to come in here and uh, and join us at the Voices of the Black and Gold today to actually talk and everyone else get to enjoy oh, yeah. the hashtag Alan takes that we get to have upon us in our in our little chat. And for those <laughs> who don't know what what's with Alan takes hashtag Alan takes because Alan when he He's a pretty quiet guy, but when he comes up and says something, it's it's ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time correct. And so pretty it's just good. like boom, Alan takes gets you again. You you go say something, Alan comes and he's like, well, actually, boom, boom. It's like, man, he's right again. Yeah, so there you go. this is very takes, true. This is, <laughs> and so yeah, JP hashtagged it. Uh, Alan takes, and that's that's where we go from there. Uh, what's up, Eric? Oh what's up, man. Eric? Pretty good, pretty good. You know, Seattle game, it was nice to get nice to get back in the mix, see some things going. You know, I got the Palmeiras, they're playing Sao Paulo right now, 45 minutes in, gonna gonna sit out that. But man, what a what an action-packed game it is. For those of you who don't follow the Brazilian league, aside from you know, a Tuesta, some prospects coming up, it is an absolutely fantastic league to watch. So, you know, pro tip for everybody. It really is, man. Uh, that's a big uh, game for you, Eric. I'm surprised you're skipping it. Man, I got for black and gold today. Like five o'clock is a is a hard stop in the calendar, man. I, I actually uh it, it might be like on the side right here, but yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it better be up in the background. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a that's a big game. That's a big game. I'm you sure know, just... if they put a twist in, I will interrupt today's regular scheduled broadcast <laughs> is being called. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, Justin, what's up, man? How how you feeling this weekend? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Back into the games. We finally got MLS back up and running. Everyone playing this weekend. So that was great yeah. got to watch a lot of MLS. Um, some interesting results. But this one, yeah, I think it went uh I don't think necessarily the the actual game went exactly as people expected, but the score line, I think, pretty much as people expected, low scoring and, and close. Watching a lot of MLS, it's going to be a, a regular of next year when we have that Apple deal. This is going to be pretty cool. I mean, since we're already talking about it, you you sort of gave me a, a filler for it. We might as well go on and say it. Apple got that big deal. That's going to be pretty amazing, right? We're going to have it uh, on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so we know what days they're, they're going to be. It won't be any more Sunday games, which will be a little bit interesting. I sort of like my Sunday games. Um, but, hey, we know where they're going to be. And for you that have season ticket holders, you already get the package, which is really awesome, dude. Um, me that pays the $4.99, I'm going to have to buy it, which I obviously will add it to the $140 of streaming services that I already have. It will just be another one that I have. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really cool. And I, too, watch a lot of MLS, and it's going to be awesome to be able to watch it in one area. Um, Alan, what do you think about that deal with uh, Apple? I think it's great. Like it was needed with ESPN. You have blackouts with even with being in LA, like you can't watch LAFC, which is like the home team and you can't see your own team, which makes no sense to me. So yeah, it's great for Apple to have finally taken over this deal. You know, here in Hawaii, for some reason, we're linked with California on TV streaming. So uh, like Laker games or um, Dodger baseball and, and any L.A. sport base is always going to be blacked out here. So it is it is hard for the game because not only are they not in L.A., they're here and they want to support something. The closest thing would be a California team, but yet they don't give the people here in Hawaii the chance to be able to follow those teams. So I think the no blackout is a big deal. Eric, what's up, man? How do you feel about this whole Apple thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, go, going back to your, you know, your local, you're, you're tied to the California, I guess it, you're just our neighbor with a really long yard in between. But, yeah, that's it. You know, but I think for the deal. <laughs> I just can't drive to you. <laughs> I think you for know? the deal, the deal is great. We're looking at $250 million a year for 10 years. I think, you know, my, my initial thought on that one is it's great. 
uh, as far as access to it, I see, I saw a lot of initial complaints about, Oh, what do you mean? You know, now I got to go get another service. So as an LAFC fan, I've had to per, I've had to watch games on Valley sports. I've had to watch it on YouTube TV, KCOP, my 13. I've had to watch them on Twitter. I've had to watch them on Australia. And so for me, it's like, it's not one other streaming service. This is one streaming service instead of five streaming services. That's also, right. since there's going to unlock it internationally, you know, shout out to Craig in Scotland and Celso who are in Ireland, sorry. And Celso who's visiting him, Craig is going to easily be able to stream the games on Apple TV. Now um, my father-in-law in Brazil can easily stream MLS games, which he can't do now. So I think that's, that's right. great. As far as the price tag, 250 million a year. I think that's probably very generous for MLS today, but it's a 10 year deal. And I think right around year five, as MLS increases in viewership, Years six through 10 is going to look like a really great deal for Apple TV. And I would think uh, coming into the year nine and 10, people are going to be like 250 million a year. Like that is a steal. So um, that, that's kind of what I think. I think it's a great long-term deal and uh, it's, it's good for growing the league. We're a younger demographic league, which means people that stream it, I think are also going to have more of an ease at it. So that's, that's kind of yep. my thoughts. I mean, look, everything now has an app, right? But we all mostly have Apple phones. And if you don't, you have some type of Apple something, right, Justin? So it is going to be more accessible in your pocket. And I've seen a lot of people say, well, who in Europe is going to go out of their way and get anything Apple to watch an MLS? But the truth of the matter is most of them are going to have it anyway, to Eric's point. You know, his father-in-law in Brazil can be able to watch it. Uh, you know, so do you think we're going to start picking up more fans from over in other places in South America and in Europe? Yes, part. I mean, partly. Hopefully, so. I mean, that's that's the big question. Uh, but as far as they already have it, I think it's an add-on to Apple TV. So it it will cost a little bit extra money. Just a uh, little bit, right? Just a little bit. We don't. They haven't announced that price yet, so we don't know. Um, but as you said, for season ticket holders already, they get it for free, uh, regardless. So I think for fan accessibility, it's very helpful. It's definitely streamlined. Uh, the way that they, as you were mentioning, the scheduling changing to an NFL type scheduling uh, will really help viewership, I think, in the United States, hopefully at least. Um, as far as the pricing, what Eric was saying, the reason I think it's so high is because Apple TV is not paying for any of the production. It's going to be completely MLS produced, which is interesting. I assume they just do it so that they have all the rights to every single clip, right? And then they don't have to fight with Apple TV about it. But I just, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a huge cut, right? You're going to cost a lot of money to produce that. Uh, so that 250 a year is really a lot less than that. And so as Eric's saying, when we get into those later years, if we're hoping that it's you know going to make MLS bigger, then maybe you're getting fleeced at the end of that deal. But if, if it makes MLS bigger, uh, bigger and a wider audience worldwide. That is the main goal. And so the question is, how much is Apple TV going to push it when they're not even the ones producing it? You hey, know? that's fair, so, man. You know, that's fair. So and, uh, it, it's I, all about how much they push it. Okay, so I didn't really know that uh, MLS produces the whole thing, but I did watch a little bit of the Friday night MLB on Apple, and it was amazing, dude. The quality was uh, it was shot in 4K, 1080 and 4K. They give you yeah. stats down at the bottom and tell you what the stats are of him hitting, what's the likely of him getting on base. Home run. It was actually a pretty cool little streaming, so I was yeah, stoked on watching baseball. It was, it was awesome. Everything will be 1080p now, which is great. So no more of those terrible Twitter streams oh. where you could not even tell who the player is. No, like, everything will like be great. Even, even on quality. ESPN over the weekend when we were watching them games with the numbers, and I know it's for a great cause, it was hard to read the numbers uh, over the weekend on all these kits, especially on ours with the light uh, with the light kit, you know, with the, with the white, off-white, whatever they want to call it, and then those numbers. You couldn't really even read the numbers. So it was a little bit hard. So let's move into the Seattle game. I mean, look, every time we play Seattle, it's supposed to be a hard-fought game. Um, for me, this game felt a little different. It wasn't as, uh, it wasn't really, wasn't the LAFC Seattle. I thought we were going to see, um, I know a lot of people are like, Hey, uh, I said this to you guys in the beginning, it, it was like two really top teams going at it, trying to figure each other out, playing chess to me. It was, it was 
just sort of there. It was just, we were doing the motions. I didn't feel like it was really all the chess. It felt more like checkers to me. I wasn't, I wasn't really digging it that much, but a draw is a draw. We'll get it. We got it against, um, uh, Seattle and it's been a while since we took any points there. So that's a big deal for LAFC, right? Like we got a point at their stadium when most people like Eric, uh, didn't even have us getting that point. So I think Justin and I are the only ones that really thought that we could get a point. Uh, well, actually, we thought we could have got three, but we walk away with one. Justin, where are we at on, on the Seattle game? Yeah, man. I mean, as you say, it wasn't exactly what we would expect from Seattle. We expect a, a more physical game, but we had uh, rotated on, on both sides. You know, obviously, Rui Diaz out and uh, Joe Paulo recently having torn his ACL. He's out for the year. But then, you know, we rotated as well, having Vela on the bench, uh, Ibiaga in, who I actually thought he, he did well. But it was a much more open game than anybody expected. And that didn't necessarily mean that the chances were that incredible. You know, the, the XG was, you know, very similar, about 1.2, 1.3 each. So it's not that the chances were incredible, but it was just end to end back and forth. So it was pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, but you you wanted more goals. You wanted more ch big chances out of that game. Uh, and then as far as the result, I think, you know, that goal from Chicho uh, was just big because it's the type of goal you want from your number nine when you're not necessarily uh, creating the, the big chance and your number nine just finds a way to, to score out of basically nothing. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, our, our... Well, we had a different lineup. Uh, I even skipped that part, Eric. Uh, we can talk about Vela wasn't even on the on the uh, wasn't in the in the starting. Uh, B Raw wasn't even in the um, lineup, which, which was like all. a pre match meltdown for us. Yeah, it was. Everybody was tripping out. Then we find out that well, it's because we're being precautionary. We're, we're we're worried about the the uh, turf. And then Brian was dealing with some green card stuff. So right. we figured but it, out we that. Just, but we just straight didn't see him in the lineup at all. We're like, That's there's right. a three-week break. He's not hurt. Like, why is no. he in the lineup? And then it got thrown out. Well, he was right. uh, doing right. work on his green card in Uruguay and got delayed a little bit. So he didn't get back till Thursday since he didn't practice. He doesn't play. Right. But, uh, so knowing that he's getting that green card, that's sort of a good sign for us, right? Like, this is sort of good. He's trying to get a green card that might – and correct me if I'm wrong, any of you guys – if he gets the green card now, that can take away from a DP spot. Am I right on that or no? Well, no, they, they take away international slot. But Okay, um, the international you know, slot. The international slot, which those are valued okay. like, I think it's generally around like 100,000 Garber bucks is what the international slots go for, basically. So but, uh, really you know, nothing. To you, me, the bigger thing you're gonna is look at it. You're going to look at the Brian as, you know, as good or bad because, you know, People have different opinions on Brian. Some people are happy with him in the lineup. Some people are ready for Brian to move on. Like, I think a green card, what it does say is that he's likely going to stick around in the U.S. for a little bit. There's no immediate plans for him to move. So, you know, because why are you going to get a green card if you're just going to go right off to Europe? You know, other than, yeah. you know, it's people around the world like having an American green card just as an option, as, a you know, something to have. But generally okay. for footballers, you know, if, if you get a green card, it says to me he's probably going to be sticking around for a little bit. Um, as uh, far but as we had no, but we had no fall, you know. So we've seen a bunch of a different lineup. It wasn't like we played our our top. No, lineup. we didn't. Acosta you know as well. I thought. I guess I'll, I'll get into a little bit my my thoughts of the game, and then I'm super interested to hear yep. what Alan has on it. But uh, you know, when we talk about beforehand, you know, the things we didn't want to see at least the things I didn't want to see is I didn't want to see us get bull bullied physically, you know? And I feel like physically we match what Seattle did. I almost feel like we're almost the more physical team against Seattle, which is a very nice thing to see. Um, defensively, I was really worried about, uh, I, I thought the game we won and lost by Jordan Morris getting behind our back line. So, and we, we did a pretty good job. Jordan Morris made some earlier opportunities that, um, Turned out to not burn us. Seattle definitely finished poorly. If they would have finished better, it would have been a different game. So, uh, you know, we, we did enough, I guess, to, to throw them off. And so that part is good. The last the last thing is, uh, you know, Crapo's performance, which was hit and miss. I, I thought Crapo actually had a really good game. He just made one absolutely horrible mistake where he basically gifted a goal. But you take that away, all, you know, he did a great job of getting out there and stopping Jordan Morris before he could play a deadly ball in. And I think his sweeper keeper role he played, which was 
a little different than we usually see out of him, was really, really well. And if you take away that one pass that obviously went straight to give up the goal, we would have been talking about him as a potential man of the match. And uh, yeah, that's... Well said, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with what you're saying. I think, yeah, other than the uh, mistake, it was really, really good from him. That sweeper-keeper role, as you say, was yeah. very impressive, especially in that first half. But the, the worry is that mistake because it's basically a carbon copy to the mistake he made in Cincinnati for Luciano Acosta's yeah. goal. And that's that's the worry. Dude, it, because... it, was, it was identical. And at what point do we start getting worried that now this is two and him and him and Ilya just aren't they they aren't on the same space because if we remember it was the same exact pass to Ilya. Like it yep. was exactly it was it's, the same it's exact Ilya. person. Ilya is dropping deep in between the two center backs to receive a pass, but Ilya doesn't expect to Kripo to actually pass the ball. He's just trying to bring in the man from space so that Kripo can play it over the top. As Kripo was doing for the most of the game, right? We were playing a lot over the top through Kripo because Seattle was pressing us so high. However, if those two, those two just need to be on the same page. And to me, that's a coaching issue. To me, that's a tactical issue and something that needs to be worked on on the training pitch because those two are just not on the same page. No, I you agree. Know, I agree, is, and that's uh, that's worrying, man. I mean, it really is. Alan, let me get your take on this, man. Uh, I want to hear what you thought about the Seattle game, but I want to hear what you think about this happening twice with Max. And is it because on the on the broadcast they said that that was on Ilya? Me, on the other hand, I see this as a Max problem. I think that he should clear this ball on both plays, um, on both times that this has happened. So for me, I put it on him. Let me know what you think. Yeah, I think it's a hundred percent on Max. Like you can't just pass it to Ilya without like thinking about who's who's near him, especially someone that like like we all know Seattle players are like fast. They're they're gonna finish the chances, so you can't just like pass it and hope that Ilya gets to it. And like you said, expect. yeah, going back to the poll that we um that the voices did earlier today or earlier um in the year, it's interesting to see how how many people got us like got us to tie that game as compared to like a loss or like a win you know yeah so mo more people had us for a loss than a than a, a, a tie right yeah 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 so that speaks to the confidence that we have right now going into a game and expecting a win as opposed to earlier in the beginning of the year where we like we were kind of shaky going uh, wondering if we were going to even tie the game right Right. So the performance from uh, the Sounders, what, what, what did you think of the lineup and how they played? I think we played well for the lineup that we fielded, uh, especially knowing that Fall wasn't there, Bella wasn't there, B-Rod wasn't there. So I think that coming out with the tie was kind of a win in my in my books. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Okay, so um, with that, we've said that Vela didn't start, right? So he came in at, um, what was it, the 50th the minute? Half. Is that what it was if it, at half? Right, right at and half. And it was yeah. his 100th time that he's been on the field for LAFC. Um, what, what did you get? What did you make of his performance, Alan? What, what did you see of Vela and, and him being on the pitch for well, the I think, second half? I think the, the team lifted up a little bit. I was watching him closely, like, his passes were on point this game. Even though he wasn't making those runs, his passes were pretty much on point. Uh, he gave almost the, the, I think it's the hockey assist, to the, the Chicho goal, where he, he gave it to Chicho, and then Chicho gave it to um, Trejo. Trejo. And, oh, yeah, yeah, so that was, <laughs> yeah, that was like the Bella. I, I don't want to say he created it, but he, he he took part in that in that pass, so yeah. Uh, Eric, what'd you think of this of of um, Vela and him coming in at the forty fifth minute, and uh, you know how he played and, and showed out? Um, you know, th this is this is one for, for me, and you know, I I don't there, there's people people here who watch soccer with a much better eye for it than I do, but you know, I I. Don't know. I didn't notice Vela all that much in the game. I haven't noticed him a lot all season, you know, and uh, he definitely didn't make any mistakes. He usually doesn't make any mistakes. I just would always like to see like a little bit more and wonder, wonder if he has or not. And uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, 10 days away from 
the reveal at, at the very, you know, at the very, very worst, like 10 days or less, we'll, we'll have the big reveal as what's going on. But yeah, man, uh, Justin, you were in the zoom call when he did the interview and I, I, I was there, I wrote you, I, I said, man, it just sort of seems weird. Like it was like, listen, man, yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like we've been in there the whole time. I, I just, I'm going to speak freely and this is just me being real. And I know I'm probably, but we've been in there and he hadn't came in at all. Right. And then now that it's getting day to day, he came in now he's already been in like three times this year. Now the five years he hadn't been in, we would get maybe two a year. Okay. So now the contract's coming down and he's coming in. But then the questions when he answered it, it's like, yeah, I mean, dude, I can be here or not. And it was like, I wrote just, I was like, yo, that was the way it came off was just sort of weird, bro. It was, it was sort of strange. Am I wrong, Justin? No, you're not. You're not wrong. I think that, uh, you know, Sharondalu gave a, a similar answer too. He's just not going to talk about it. Vela, I think that a lot of people took exception to the the way that he said, I'm willing to find another club if it doesn't work out. But I this think is, he's just. The thing for me was the way he said, I mean, bro, it's business. Like, I don't care. It's just, it is what it is. But it is I'm a business. Get my check and it is. And I like Vela, but I'm just saying that is the way he said it, Justin. <laughs> you no, know. it is. It is. I just think he's trying not to give uh, any leg Too up much. to LAFC Too in much. negotiations. Yeah, that's fair. Because yeah. no, I think they're both. He just doesn't want to give anything away. And uh, everybody's asking him the same question over and over and over again in every and press conference that he's in. And you know, JP said if he's showing up to these press conferences, it's you know good. that means that means that he's staying. And That's I think it's a, it's a valid point because valid. Why would he care about the the perception of the fans? Or I mean, I, I guess his legacy at most. But it's like if he is leaving, he's not going to spend his time in press conferences. It's not. It's he doesn't care anymore if he's leaving. But if he's staying, he wants to. He wants to be there. Um, and I asked him about Chiellini. And he no, said, you did. You did. He said. He said he's excited. He said that you know. He, and the other piece of it, he he repeatedly said, "I want to win a trophy for yeah. this club. I want but, to win a trophy." And okay, so that means he's staying till at least the end of the year. No, no, no. Did but he can say, I say I one thing? A trophy, or did he say I want to see the trophy win a club? No, no, no. He said no, I want no, no. He no, said no, I want to bring a trophy for this club. He did. Multiple times. You can go watch the interview. It was multiple times. Yeah, he did, and for sure. However, I will say this though. I'm gonna get killed for this. He did sort of say it like he did sort of say it like, yeah, I want to bring it, I want to bring a trophy here, like pay me my money. And then it then what it was, but they have it, but I will leave. It's business. Like, like, like I'm gonna keep on letting all you know that I want to bring this trophy here. But just believe, I will walk my little ass right down the road. So you, you, you think that's his way of putting pressure on uh, getting Bro, the fans it, to put pressure it, it, on the FO? I did, I did, I, did. I was I, like, yo, this is yeah. this is for real pressure, and it's like he's he's telling you, I don't care right now. Like, I got ten. But the only pieces, the only piece of silverware he's brought us is is that supporter shield, which I value high, more highly than most. But no, but I do too. If he's the too. if he's gonna sit here and say to the fans, hey. You better hope that I'm staying so I can bring you some trophies. He better back that talk up. But I'll tell you this. There is a part. Who wants to see him walk? And what if he did walk right down the dang road? Nobody wants to see him walk like that, bro. Like, you got to keep him until they like, it's a weird thing, bro. It's a weird thing. I'm sorry. I'm taking it. But it's a strange thing. Alan, Eric, jump in. Tell me what you think. But it's the office is in a weird position. It's either you lose a DP and let him walk for free or you give him what he wants without him performing right now. And it's, it's a strange thing. What do they do? Alan? Uh, yeah, I was watching once in earlier and they mentioned that uh, even though Bella's contract runs out um, after the this month, he won't be able to go to another MLS team. So at least he's either going to Europe or Mexico. So oh. that's one of the options. Yeah. So yeah, MLS isn't like he won't be able to play this year. Oh, okay. So that's, I that's didn't one know of that. The good things that he got from that. Hey, yeah. that, 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 that's big then. <laughs> he was never gonna move within MLS. That's not gonna. No, I, I'm just talking shit. But I'm saying that yeah, he yeah, could. Yeah. He could technically, if he wanted to. I, it's I, it's, I it's a lot of work end. when the front office is also trying to sign another DP. So it's a lot. It's a lot going on day, for them. This is just negotiation. And if you're really going to negotiate for something, you always have to be ready to walk away. And I think he's ready to walk away. My guess is the sticking point with this is the, is the length of the contract. 
You know, if I was LAFC, like six months is a no brainer. If he was willing to sign till the end of this season, even as a $6 million a year DP, it, it would be done, you know? But the question is, if you're Vela, you're getting at that age, this is going to be the last long contract. You know, we've, we've talked about this before, you know, I, does he, is he okay with a year and a half, which I think starts to be like, okay, like it could be workable. Or is he like saying, I want two and a half years, which is. So that's what I was going to say. If it, was a year, if it was a year and a half, don't you think you, don't you think that the guys that the front office would just be like, yeah, let's do that year and a half. I mean, when it comes to two and a half, then as you're saying, Eric, it becomes a hard situation if it's a year and a half, because we got half of a year left. Right. And then you only have him for that one more year. It seems like that would be an easy situation to get to. You know, I I, I think uh, I, I put this up before, like uh, the number of minutes he's played since 2019, like this, he just went over it his last 45 there, just cleared like the minutes he did in 2019 alone. Everything after that combined, he just passed that total. So like basically – that it's, that's the whole thing. Like how much time do you put in? We see how often he's hurt. Even this year, he's been injured quite a bit. Can you have a designated player that's going to be hurt 50% of the time? And how do you, how do you look at this and say, yeah, there's no way he's not going to be hurt 50% of the time. You know, it's like, you can't really take that bet. And so, you know, that, that, that's what I think it is like long-term. How can you trust that he's going to stay healthy when the last three years you can see his track record on staying healthy? This if he's healthy, so he's amazing, but it's like, man, the odds of him being healthy for a year and a half contract is like longer and longer and longer. So you have to price that in. And I would guess he doesn't want to price that in and the team does want to. And so that's yeah. kind of where they are is my guess. No, that's a great, that's a great guess. You know, what's crazy about sports, right? It's, it's such a beautiful thing because you watch things and you watch players like that do so well. And then the next year they come back and they, they just aren't hitting that. And then you're hoping you, you, your hope stays for that person to do well for so long. And then you sort of start getting attached. You're not supposed to get attached to players. Cause he's players just talking about Pogba guys. Yeah. Oh, talking yeah. about Pogba. Yeah. He's going to you, man. You know, uh, father, father time always wins. He, no, but you know what? It, I'm just saying, man, it's like, you know, because it would be awesome to watch Vela retire as a as an LAFC guy. Like, it would be amazing. Our first DP, oh. he gets, you know, he stays until he retires. And then maybe that he is our first statue. Yeah, our first statue. And it would be cool to be able to just say, hey, look, you know, to our kids later on down in the life, like this was the first guy that we ever signed as a DP before the stadium was even here and sort of give that history because that's what it would turn into be. But it does also suck when you have a player that don't have the passion and the care as a Kalini does for a, this club, LAFC, how he, how Kalini did for Juve and how he does for Italy. It just, Bella don't have that. And that isn't what he is. And we, we us as fans have to accept that. And that's the truth of the situation. So for him, it's a business. And yeah. I get that, dude. Whatever's best for your family, I'm with, bro. I'm all about taking your family Carlos, where they want to be. That it, he seems to not care. I mean, deep down, he might. Maybe he just doesn't show it and nobody sees it, you know. So I just, just want to. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, if, that's true. Uh, what, so one player I would like to talk about a little bit, if we can, and it relates to the game. Is oh, I was just about to go into there. So go into yeah, yeah, I was just moving into that right now. Is uh, so the next big story was going to be Trejo, right? The kid came from Las Vegas, he has played absolutely amazing this year at Vegas. Um, jet setter, I think that him and Jennings are they complement each other really well. Uh, I watch a lot of the lights, I watch a lot of USO, and um, Jennings and Trail have a very good relationship on the pitch. And I was hoping to see a little bit of that with LAFC because they both were on the on the on, on the roster. Uh, we didn't get to see that, but we did get to see Trail. He came in at the 73rd minute, I believe it was. Um, I thought that he got the assist, but they didn't give it to him. They didn't give him the assist. I, I think I think Baxter was running the score sheet is what happened. But he nah. deserved to get the assist. I say he he did, no, it's, it's it it my like it was it was came it came off the defender as well. That's why he's not getting the assist. But look, it doesn't matter whether he gets the assist on the score sheet or not. Everybody who watched the game knows he played uh, a part in that goal and he's the reason that Chicho was able to get on that. How header. great was his energy though, Justin? Very, very good. I thought, you know, Seattle did an incredible job of taking our wingers out of the game uh, in the first half. Musovsky was uh, 
you know, doing well for the first 10 minutes or so when we were controlling. But then Chirundalu decided to swap the two, Apoku and Musovsky, and put Musovsky on the right and then Apoku on the left. Once he did that, now both of them were out of the game, which didn't really make sense to me. Um, and they were just kind of non-existent for the rest of the first half. But when we brought on Trejo and Vela, they were our two best wingers, uh, both off the bench, obviously. And so, th- as Eric said earlier, they those two created the goal together for Chicho. So Yeah, yeah I, I, it, it was amazing. And you know what I liked about Trejo is, uh, and I've said it a lot about Rodriguez this year, is when Rodriguez came off the bench, you felt the energy on the pitch get a little bit up, right? Like you all of a sudden felt the guys moving a little bit quicker because now here comes this guy with quicker feet. I felt the same energy with Trejo. I could be wrong, but it felt like he came out off that – off that line, and he was running to his spot, and they, and then they blew the whistle, and he was running from then, and it felt like everybody else on the on the front line was like, oh shit, I got he's hungry, so let's he's get hungry, going. you know, he's hungry, and that's it, it. It, it, it felt good. Uh, Alan, what do you think about Trejo? You you watch some lights, right? So you're familiar with him, but him coming into uh, you know uh, LAFC for the first time, did you feel the energy also? I I did. And I had my doubts at the beginning because, you know, you can't compare USL with uh, MLS. Of course. So with, with Jennings, he's like, he's the, the main man at the lights. But then when he came to MLS with LAFC, he, he wasn't as efficient as, as as dominant as he's in the USL. So I had my questions with Trejo, but I, I, I don't want to get my hopes up because it was only 15 minutes. You know, it, that's fair. It was a small sample size, so I still need to see more. But, you know, I, I feel like he gained at least another game to be subbed on. No, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, Eric, so they signed him for a short-term deal, right? So do we know how long that is? I mean, I assume it was one game. but uh, Just you know, the one I, game? That That's my guess. I have no idea how long it is. But, you know, part part of me wonders is what – why aren't, why aren't they, well, I don't know this as well, whether he's like locked in, whether we have discovery rights on him or something like that. And whether like, cause at this point I'm worried somebody else is going to come in and offer him, try to take him away. I don't know enough about MLS allocations to know that like whether they can or can't, like I said, he, he might be on a discovery list for us as well, or since he's in our system that nobody can take him out from us. But I mean, not only, not only from that Seattle game, he comes back, gets off the plane, and plays the second half in San Diego against the San Diego Loyal and puts okay. in the go-ahead goal, you know. Uh, yeah. on, on top of that, you know, we, we've we all uh, – my wife and I have traveled to Vegas to watch the lights live. And you can see on the field when he's out there that, like, he's cut a little above the rest of the guys. You know, it's – it's uh, sometimes you see it when you got young guys who are really good and you can see they look like boy, like a man among boys and Trejo kind of looks like that. And you know, the way he did with Arango, I wonder if Trejo would have as good of a chemistry with Arango as Jennings did, you know? So all these things, I I'm excited to see him. I love Moose. You know, I, I think what Moose does for the team is good. He brings a physicality in. he's a role player, but like, you know, I would like to see what it looks like with Trejo starting on the wing as opposed to Moose, you know, like I always yeah. see Moose as more of like a central attacker, like a number nine because he's bigger. But like out in the left wing, if Brian's not there, like I I moving forward, love love to see Trejo get the, get those minutes with Arango and Vela or with Arango and Rodriguez and see what we got. No, I agree. To be, to be clear um, about that contract thing. Yeah, he, he's under contract at Las Vegas Light. So he's ours. I mean, that's our our affiliate, right? Um, but the short-term contract, they just sign. They do it all the time. Whenever they bring up a player, uh, it's for the day, for the game. But this is only because Brian wasn't there, right, Justin? Right. Yeah, so they just brought him up for the game. And maybe they so saw good. what they liked, and they bring him up for more games. That's what we were hoping, right? I think we all liked what we saw. Um, but – but yeah, he's under well, contract. We have been liking what we saw too. I mean, like oh, yeah. like I said, this year he has really been on fire. I think he's been on four team of the weeks for the USL. I think wow. it is and one and team of the month, and um, or team of the month. And I think he's been like player of the week two yeah. of the four times. I could be wrong about these numbers, but it's something really good. I mean, the kid oh, he's, has done. Yeah. He's excellent. barnstorming the league and this year. Like. About Moose, man. I always am down on this guy, and I like him a lot. He has such heart. And the thing is, is I like heart. I like guys that have heart. And one thing you can't say about that dude is he will not – Moose will go in and take a lick and t- pick up a yellow faster than any any player on LAFC. 
That's that's for real. Moose is that guy. He's an enforcer. Moose is not a starter for me. He's not. He's not the guy that you want to start and play the whole ninety minutes. It's just he's just not that guy. I'm not saying Trejo is either, but I agree with you, Eric. I would like to see what he has with Brian and uh, Vela, or with Brian and Chicho, or even have Opaku with however we want to work this out and just see what they could do. Uh, because I would like to see the speed of Trejo and Apaco on the sides with Vela or something. Like, I, I think that would be really nice, you know? Um, but uh, Trejo really came out strong. And then to, to your point, he went to Vegas and, and helped out with that. And to that point, Segura went to the lights and he got some time with the lights, which is also equally huge news for LAFC, right? Um, Justin, I'm going to talk to you about this because I know you were looking at numbers. You said the numbers weren't great for him. Um, before you get into them, I, I just want to sort of throw my opinion out there and, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't necessarily know if the numbers matter there as long as he's getting the minutes just so we can see that he's feeling okay and how he's doing the next day. Is that is that pretty much fair? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely fair, especially with a defender. Numbers only matter so much when you're talking about defenders, especially um, because their impact can be in, in different ways that won't show, show up on the stat sheet, le- more so than an attacker, uh, which you'll see, you know, their take-ons, their crosses, their chances created, things like this. That's what you really look for in an attacker. But in a defender, the stats mean less. So, yeah, he didn't have an amazing stats in, in 45 minutes or whatever he played for um, – Las Vegas lights, but that's not the worry. As you say, he's just trying to get minutes under his legs. Shrondaloo said before the international break that he would get uh, minutes at LAFC soon. So hopefully in these next couple games, I think that we all uh, understand Segura coming back from an ACL is not going to play on turf uh, in Seattle, logically so. Um, so for me, that's it. But to me, the issue uh, that needs to be talked about is not the center backs because we've had, we have a ton of center backs, so many that they need to be sold. It's the fullbacks. Uh, because we only have three of them right now. And, you know, they all played in this game, luckily, because they're all healthy right now. But both of them uh, had terrible games. Hollingshead and Palacios. Both, uh, Ryan especially got torn apart, as Eric was talking about earlier. Morris was getting by him every time he wanted, knew who as well. But uh, Palacios, who has been one of our best top three players this season, had a very poor game as well. So... It's worrying. We need to bring in another fullback, in my opinion, uh, to fill that spot. Probably a, a second right back. Mm. Eric, where are you at on this, man? Let's start with Segura. Uh, I know you were watching a little bit of the lights game, came in a little bit late on it, but still got to see a little sample size of Segura out there. And then talk about the yeah. Palacios having the problem. I mean, Segura, it's his first It's his first competitive match in nine months. So, I mean, same, same like Justin was saying. Just that he's on the pitch is great. And, uh, you know – as much as I love seeing Vegas Lights win, Vegas Vegas Lights winning or losing isn't really in the grand scheme of LAFC like relevant. You know, it's of course a win's great, but it's just it's just getting him on there, getting the minutes. So I mean, it's good it's good to see that. Uh, be interesting to see if he plays there again. I uh, I think on Wednesday to play again, uh, but it might it might not be till next Saturday against Phoenix. But I digress. You know, we'll 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 see with that whether he's going to be in or not. And then Alan. Oh, go ahead, Eric. No, go ahead, Eric. No, my train of thought. I forgot this. There was a second part of the question. The, the fullbacks. The about, fullbacks. About oh, the fullbacks. fullbacks. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So um with the fullbacks, uh, Hollings had definitely had a rough game, but I, I'm not one to throw out the baby with the bathwater. It was a mismatch. As we said, it's hard for anybody to stop Jordan Morris, especially if they don't, if they're not a pacey guy, you know. So for Hollings had to stop Morris from running past him is really, really tough. Escobar got him in the second half, which was, you know, he got Morris on a little bit more tired legs. He just traveled from uh, El Salvador to be back. So, you know, that that I think is, is one thing. Escobar being back is great. I mean, we see we've seen Hollingshead play really good in the left. Palacios being one of our best players. His defending role has not really been what's been making one of our best players this year. You know, his it's his attacking and his creativity that that has really stood out. Um, so, you know, we, we, we kind of, uh, it, it was what it was. Our fullback position is definitely where we're vulnerable right now. And, uh, it, it's something that we could use to see addressed, you know, um, I threw out that the Tamakas tweet 
the other day. And man, that had a response that was crazy. And uh, for what he gets paid, like I wouldn't mind seeing him, him come over. Hollingshead is almost has looked better at left back than he has at right back. And that kind of gives us some depth at that point, but uh, we'll, we'll see what we do. Oh, Coach Sam, Coach Sam is uh, doing backflips uh, with Eric saying that name, ain't he? <laughs> just, just real quickly, since we don't have Celso, uh, I agree with what you're saying that going forward is what, but Palacios has been good at. But let's look at what his stats were. Celso would give these to us, but I'll, I'll give you them since he's not here. Oh, for one, successful dribbles. Oh, for three, accurate crosses. Dispossessed four times. Four time, four fouls committed. Uh, was fouled zero times, 0 for 2 in aerial duels, and 0 for 10 in ground duels. That's just on that game. That's just that game. Yeah, but zero, he has zero been tackles really one as well. Four four games. Really zero, zero tackles one as well, which is I a defensive know. stat. But he had a bad he, game. He had a terrible game. 0 for 10 ground duels is mind-boggling that. Uh, if is. you don't look at stats a lot, that is a uh, 0 for 10 is just if you, that means you're going up against somebody in a 50-50 10 times and you can't win the ball once. That's not good. But but again, but again, he's been one of our best players. I don't mean to get on him, no, but no, I just no, mean no, that listen, we need, we need, more, about, we need more fullback depth. We need more no, fullback that's, depth that's is my this point is here. About, and you're bringing up a valid points right now. Alan, you, you're hearing the stats that he's saying. What, what do we do? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's only, it's only one game. Like if, if it keeps going, then we should probably be concerned. But as long as he keeps getting um, those games that he had before the break, then we shouldn't be as concerned as this past game. I mean, we have used him a lot, right? Like he's yeah. one of the guys that have had no rest. Yeah. And with Ecuador, he had no minutes. So I wonder if that took like a, like a toll on him with only seeing the bench or only training with no, no minutes as well. No, it's very true. That's yeah. Very when true. you're in form and then you get rested for a couple of weeks, it could, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and then he just falls off, and he just needed a little bit of time. But yeah, he he didn't look great. Our back our back line looked a little shaky for me the whole time. I I just don't feel. Oh no, man! I, it I was our fullbacks. Feel... I mean, our center backs weren't bad. Ibiaga looked really good to me, and Mario didn't have a bad game at all either. Um, ah, so Ibiaga, so he, it was it was just we were getting burned on the wings. He's up which and down for me. It's understandable. I mean, Seattle are a very quality team. We have to understand that. So more they are. Beating, so that, and, that's the thing. Great point, yeah. Justin. Great point because it's very true. We're talking about one of the other, a top team in the in the league, right? We're talking about a, a really when it comes to MLS, a big club. So, you know, look, we walked away with a point. This is better than a lot of teams can say. I mean, I know Seattle always starts slow in the seasons, and they but we know that they have a quality team. Yeah, they, we're just looking at things that too. we have to improve. Yeah, they, they are. They are. Been a hot streak. Like they came into this winning four of five. That's right. And, and we, if we could go they their house worried. and draw them, you know, like that, that is not, that is not anything to be ashamed of. We did enough to at least get a point and from a hot team that see, I mean, Seattle is one of the best in the league. Right. So. That's why, that's why we got to turn the train around a little bit because we're, we're, we're focusing a lot on the negatives, which is understandable. We, we no. look, we want to dissect and improve. Uh, and that's what a top team does. Even when you have a performance that you're happy with, you still got to improve. And that's what we're doing. But as you say, a draw is and, good. And, and, and to be, real right now they were worried about a tournament before they were worried about this league that they had a great chance of winning and did win so you know now they're focused on league play and so and they've you're been ripping it up seeing, since you're going to start seeing you know the 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 seattle that they are um yeah. okay so now we moved on man we're going to move on to the red bulls right like we got another big game this week um and uh Rebels for me, since I've been watching MLS, have never been a team that I thought were really that great. Uh, you've seen them do some things, but this year they are a different club. They are a lot better of a team. Um, I mean, you got um, um, oh my god, Lewis Morgan. Morgan, they just came in on fire for this club. And it was it was sort of like he left Miami in a in a situation that he was making a name for himself. He comes over, they hand him the keys, and he goes, "Okay, I'll show you what I can do." And he has played some really good soccer over there, and they are clicking. I mean, they, they're they're a good team, so this isn't going to be a walk in the park um, for LAFC. And um, so you know, it, it's a big game. This is a big game for LAFC. Alan, how do you see it shaping up, and what do you think about? 
the Red Bulls. It's going to be an exciting game. Um, as you said, uh, Lewis Morgan it has been on fire recently, and hopefully our, our guys can wake up. We, we're probably going to have uh, Brian, so he hopefully he steps up again, like he did with the Earthquakes. And um, yeah, I mean, the Red Bulls have been a good team recently, and this is another chance to prove that we can beat top teams in MLS. Yeah, no, for sure. Eric, uh, do you get a lot of chance to watch any of the Red Bulls, Eric? I've been watching a little bit, and Luquinas, that guy, oh, I mean, yeah. he's he's dangerous, and he almost has made that team very explosive. I, very true. You know, like, the, the Red Bulls, are that that's kind of, to me, that's kind of how they are. They're, they're an explosive team. If you can slow them down, you can shut them down, they start to struggle. But if you let them take advantage of those moments, they they have been punishing everybody, and they've you know they they've they've spanked some teams like they put up some some good wins on people, you know. And they can score. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, they, like that's the thing they they can score, bro. Like they really can. Yeah, Justin. yeah. You know, I, more more so than than just the Red Bulls as well. You know, we have a we have a four game stretch coming up, all all sure. pretty close together. Uh, and three of these games are at home. And so, you know, we have the Red Bulls in Dallas, both good teams this year. We go Vancouver on the road, and then we have Trafico part two or part three, I guess, depending on how many you want to count. But uh, that that's our next stretch, and it's going to be a big stretch. So I think I think the Red Bulls are one. Um, I have confidence in Trundolo to manage this game and to kind of look at what the Red Bulls do and basically try to go out there and negate the things they do well and grind out a win. Like I, I can see that coming up for this. So, you know, uh, we'll see what we do, but this it's a very winnable game. And tactically, I think, I think they don't match up very well against us like they do against a lot of other teams. So, uh, you know, I, this is one I'm very, I'll be very disappointed if we don't come home with three points against Red Bulls. No, I agree. I agree. And we'll, we'll get predictions before we get off here. Um, Justin, where are you at on the Red Bulls? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the optimism, but Red Bulls are the best away team in the league this season. Uh, they started off the year with five away wins, tying the MLS record with uh, Carson, by the way. Um, but they play a very interesting style, an unorthodox style that is hard to line up against because you don't see it very often, right? A lot of teams will play a 4-3-3, a 4-4-2, these basic things. No, New York plays like a a weird three, four, two, one kind of very rotated type of um, team. And I think as Eric was saying, Lequinas, very good. You were Lewis Morgan. I think the other piece is Frankie Amaya in that midfield. They took him out of Cincinnati uh, after he was the number one MLS super draft pick out of my alma mater, UCLA. But he, um, he, he's been very good in controlling that midfield and slowing things down for New York. And, you know, they're sitting tied for second now in the East. I think it's going to be a very tough game. But the other point is what Eric brings up. We have a stretch coming up where uh, not even just the next four, but the next five, four of the next five are playoff teams. And that's a lot of LAFC schedule so far has not been uh, playoff teams. You know, we've had, I think, five games against playoff teams. And uh, the only one we've been able to win is uh, in Orlando for the 4-2 win there. So, we struggle against the bigger teams. That's why we need to find a signature win this season. And I think New York Red Bulls could be that. Um, Dallas also will be a, a good one because obviously Dallas are high flying. Then, then we get a little bit a of a one. break. Vancouver. It's be a really, yeah, yeah. They're high flying. Yeah. Vancouver. Maybe we have a little um, bit. So, of, but, uh, but a, to y'all's point about us, to y'all's point about us having um, a lot of games, Red Bulls play Wednesday. Yeah. So, I must be on a bad lag. Oh no, sorry. I was, I was being. No, yeah, you're right. It's long, long airplane ride from New York after their game. So, uh, but we'll see again. Three out of four. The Derby too. We we need to see some points come here, and this this is you know this is where we we need to see it happen. You know, and it, again, it was a good draw against Seattle. Though that was a point that could have easily easily been left behind. If I was a Seattle fan, I'd be upset that some of those chances didn't get finished earlier in the first half. But uh, you know, it's good form. We're coming into this game. It's it's a high note for me. So three points against the Red Bulls, and we're really going to be in business to square up against Dal Dallas on Wednesday, the Wednesday following. I, I hope you're right about yeah. that, Nick. No, by no, the way, because it's a 
it's a, it's a derby that they have yeah. tomorrow uh, it, against New York City. So it's a big game for them. Hopefully they have a little bit of a hangover after that one. Yeah, you know, listen, I mean, we all are playing a lot of games. and uh, But I'm just saying they are playing Wednesday and then they play us Sunday. So that is good for LAFC um, to be able to take down one of those monsters that you were talking about, Justin. And, um, you know, rightfully so. We need to show that we can beat teams that are, you know, in the top five, bro. We got to show that we can win these big games. And it's not just the ones against, you know, the Vancouver's after Dallas that we're like, oh, we could take our foot off a little bit. Like we need to show up. Up. and um we need to put um to to justin's point to to even quote his words you know a statement win on a big club um because we haven't we've only done it to clubs that are just the bottom and that's what we're supposed to do uh so it needs to be it needs to come and then uh, you know to to the point again in dallas after that we know what dallas has done look Again, Dallas has been like rebels since I've been watching MLS have not done anything. And then this year, now these both these teams are just out flying like, you know, um, Ariola is playing some good ball over there at Dallas. Like he he is another one that went over there and said, I'm just going to run with what they're giving me and I'm going to play my best and show them what I can do. And this club's going to let me. And it feels like the club is responding to it and, and uh, they're dangerous. And I don't think LAFC is going to have an easy time with them when at the beginning of the year, I, I completely said that we would run away with these two games, but I think it's going to be a hard hitting game. Um, I would say that this game with the Red Bulls, um, I'm hoping that it's going to be a two one. Um, I, I would like for it to be a three one. I think it's going to end up being a two one LAFC. Alan, where are you at on the, on the uh, score predictions? I'll say uh three one. Three one as well. Three one LAFC. Eric, what what you got for the score predictions? I I think I think it's gonna be a two zero win for us. Nice. Justin, where you at? I was a little bit more positive again in the Seattle game. I'll be a little bit more negative here. I think New York Red Bulls are really, really good on the road. I'll go one one. But if if anybody's gonna win it, LAFC might get that second for two one, but I'll go one one. One one. Hey man, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, man, I know this has uh, been a good time. I appreciate everybody coming. Alan, thank you. Oh, 10 0. I love it, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jonathan, that, that would be a statement hey, win. That would be a statement. That, that, that's the win. statement. We asked for a statement. He gave it to us, you know. <laughs> Seven two. That's another statement. I, I love it. Wickets him. is missing a zero behind that one, also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah might as well, right? With that uh, but Alan, thank you so much for joining us, man. Giving us some of the Alan takes. Eric and Justin, thank you guys for coming. Anyone that's joined us, thank you for listening and and always supporting uh, what we do here at the Voices of the Black and Gold. Um, sorry for any of the noise from all the construction here at this uh, this condo, and I apologize about that. Um, but look, man, big game this week. Hope you all have a good time watching it. Hope we get this win. We need it. And then uh, we'll be need back it. come Monday. All right? I hope you all have a good one, man. Thank you all for showing up.